he said it because of his wet blanket energy. Unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I am Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here. So join us, cuddle up, and watch... What am I saying? Join us and cuddle up as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right guys, let's creep. So the People's Choice Awards was Tuesday night. And Bachelor Nation kind of threw us for a loop because Nick and his girlfriend Natalie were there. But they were hanging out with... Johnny, a.k.a. Victoria's ex. And this is just like, I, I, the confusion that is going on in my brain is just, where do we, how do we feel about this? <laughs> well, first question, why was Johnny there? That's really why was what Johnny I need there to know. <laughs> versus anyone else from Paradise? Because all we saw was Nick, Natalie, and Johnny. Why not Brandon and Serene? Why not Michael and Danielle? Like, I feel like they could have had more representation versus just Johnny. Right. Well, is that why he was there for Bachelor in Paradise? Because I'm assuming Nick was there for his podcast. Rachel and Gabby were there because they were the leads of the season. That makes sense. I didn't see anyone else from Bachelor Nation post about being there. So it's like Nick, Rachel, Gabby, and Johnny to represent Bachelor in Paradise the whole season. That's so strange. If this was strategic, then job well done. Because this show is becoming more interesting off show than it is on actual TV. But Nick didn't just go for his podcast. I believe Nick was somewhat involved. I saw him doing some um, interviews. Oh, okay. He was like working. Oh, did did he present an award? Like, could you imagine? I'd have no fucking clue, but... Okay. He, I saw something on Us Weekly's story, and he goes, Hey guys, it's Nick and Natalie. And Natalie's like, woo! And I'm like, Nick and Natalie, like, you're that much mainstream that you don't... Natalie no longer needs a last name. Like, Clearly she doesn't. No one knew who she was a year ago. But we know now. They're crazy. Making waves in Bachelor Nation and in the world. Um, but yeah, this whole thing was very strange. So, like, to kind of sum up... Nick posted a picture like, oh, look who's at my table. And it's Johnny. Johnny reposted that post from Nick. So like, they're clearly all interacting. And I just don't know what it means. I think they're just, they must be trolling us, right? They have to know that this is getting them attention. But this is so fun. Like they really are giving, like, this is the happiest I've felt since Bachelor in Paradise started because of this drama. This is so fun for me. But yeah, he didn't just share a photo of Johnny. The caption was my table partner with heart eyes. And then John, when Johnny reshared it, he wrote, isn't this funny? Yes, it is funny, Johnny. We don't know what the fuck is going on and why you're hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. It gets even crazier than this because yeah. then Nick shares a photo of himself in the middle, Natalie on one side and Johnny on the other side. And his caption is Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not Switzerland at all, though. Like, you're so one-sided. But do you think he's trying to say that since he sat at the table with Johnny, he's now become neutral? Like, did they... Because I really... This is why I'm confused. Because I feel like this whole past week, Johnny has been, like, posting shady things towards Nick and towards the interview. And so I really thought he was genuinely hurt by it. But now seeing them all together, one of two things. Either Nick has now spoken with Johnny and has decided, oh, I'm neutral now. Like, we're good. Or Johnny wasn't even that upset to begin with and they're all just trolling us and getting the most engagement on their Instagrams of the year and they're cashing out. I don't know which one it is. My gut says all of the back and forth cattiness was real, but then they show up to People's Choice and they're like, we got to sit together. All right, like, let's just play into it. Yeah. Because so Nick earlier in the week or last week 
reached out on Instagram and, and wanted to invite Johnny on his podcast. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, we could piece everything together. Yeah. And Johnny does was not into it. He he replied back with a song that said something about lying. lying. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Johnny basically, it seems like Johnny did listen to at least some of Victoria and Greg's interview because Johnny did a QA and a and someone asked him about, did you listen to the interview? And he goes, what interview? Yeah, and then later said, that. all I know is the math still ain't mathing. So that means he obviously has to have heard somewhat of what Victoria was saying about the timeline. If he's mm-hmm. saying the math still isn't mathing. Right. On the picture of the three of them, I was hoping when I saw Johnny hanging out with Nick that, okay, even though Johnny initially said no to the podcast, maybe they're going to do it now. Because I really do want Johnny to get his chance to say his side. Yeah. Because I feel like he's been... Maybe they will do it now, though. Because they seem to have no. kind of, like, had some friendly... Th- I don't think the comments are real. You're, I know you're going to talk about the comments, but I don't think they're, like, that mean. I think they're all trolling us now. Okay, go ahead. So on this post, Johnny writes, still not doing your podcast. Mm-hmm. Nick rep- replies to Johnny and calls him chicken shit. And then Natalie writes, still team Victoria Fuller. To which Johnny responds, you would be. I think Johnny's response to Natalie is a little odd because typically in these messy breakups, people are like, you don't have to choose a side. It's fine. Like, it's all good. Let's all move mm-hmm. on. To say you would be is like saying that there are two clear sides. But are they not all sitting at the table right now commenting this like on each other's posts? Like I see them all literally sitting there at the table doing this. You know what I mean? I do think it's playful. I don't think it's malicious. Yeah. But I don't think Johnny's going on his podcast. Oh, see, I think maybe they might have. They might. Now that they're, like, together, I don't know. I'm holding out hope. Like you said, I don't think any of this is malicious. Seems like... I want it. They could bury the hatchet. Because, like you said, I think earlier in the week, Johnny was genuinely hurt. Now they're put all together in the same room. They're like, fuck, I guess we need to be real humans and get over it for a minute. And then they can maybe realize that it's not that serious to begin with. I don't know. Some insider info here, because as you know... Fatspa is our bestie. Mm-hmm. I wrote him and asked him when he recorded that with Johnny because listening to Johnny on the Almost Famous podcast, he was very careful about not throwing Victoria under the bus. And I yeah. I got the feeling that it was before the finale aired because I think if he saw the finale aired and saw the public's reaction, he may have responded to certain things differently and then confirmed that it was the day of, but it was before it aired on TV. Like Mm -hmm. he and Ashley got a screener. So I think a Johnny interview post-finale, post-Victoria and Greg's interview, I I think he may have more details to share. I agree. Do you think? Yes, I Now what he's like, wait, you fucking said all this, you're in love, you're moving in. Right. And and was maybe even potentially like doubling down on whatever, because he's accusing of her of lying on certain things in the finale. And in all of these interviews, like Victoria has doubled down on the things that she is quote unquote lying about. Obviously, we don't know the truth. But yeah, I think he definitely would have changed his tune. In Almost Famous, he really felt like he was watching when he was saying being protective over her and now I think it's at the point where her and Greg are so solid that I don't think he would feel the need to protect her in any way so I want Johnny to go on the vile files so do I I hope this is playful enemies to lovers to best friends happening right now but we'll see yeah I do think Johnny should have a chance to kind of speak his mind a little bit more now that Victoria and Greg kind of aired things out because it seems like there might be more to Johnny's side that than we know. So Tyler 
from mm-hmm. Gabby and Rachel's season. I feel like when you say Tyler in Bachelor Nation, everyone thinks it's Cameron. But it's right. Tyler. I don't even know his fucking last name. The one from Rachel and Gabby's season. The one that... The one without a last name initial. Because Tyler Cameron is Tyler C. This is just C. Tyler. Yeah. This is the Tyler that Victoria was like, you are not a part of this. Yeah, shut yeah, the yeah. fuck up. And he, yeah. he got shut up real quick. So uh, Tyler went on Chicks in the Office podcast and kind of revealed a little bit. So I'm going to play mm-hmm. what Tyler said. Going on there and attacking somebody's character like she did with Johnny and like knowing the truth. I know that Johnny didn't say those things. Um, You know, going through my relationship and him going through his, we would like check in with each other all the time. And I was just so upset because I never had a problem with Victoria whatsoever. Yeah. Like at, at the end of the day, even like still now, all I did was lose respect because of what she did. You know, just coming at him saying, you called me this, you said this. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, that's not true. And also, like, we're on a television, like, we're on a show where predominantly it's women watching the show. The things that you are saying, you better have, like, backed up, like, fact. So he's lost all respect for Victoria, though. I think that's a bold statement to say. I understand this is your bestie. That is a bold statement to say, though. Where I would push back is, like, Tyler was not with Johnny and Victoria for every single second of their relationship. So for him to say he, like, 100% knows if Johnny said, and I'm I'm assuming it's the effing C words that Victoria accused Johnny of saying, Tyler can't really 100% say that. I mean, and quite frankly, we'll never know if he said it or not. Johnny says he never said that. Victoria says he did. Tyler says he never did. But it's like, Tyler, you weren't even there. So I don't really think your opinion is valid in this situation. Um, So like, we don't know. Right. And like, you're saying Johnny never said that based on what Johnny told you. What Johnny told you. Obviously, he's not going to be like, I called her a see you next Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. So So I I don't know if Tyler really has a say, but I want to hear Johnny's side because Victoria said he did. She said they went to therapy over it. I want to, what, Johnny, what do you have to say for that? Right. Like, if he then said, like, I I did say it, but I I take it back or something. I just want to hear Johnny's side, and I feel like he didn't really get to say his side. And when he was given the opportunity to say his side, it was before you heard all this other stuff about Victoria and Greg. So I feel like he would have a lot more to share now. Yeah, because when he was being asked about it, like we said, he was being so protective of her, but he still was, like, saying, no, I never said that. I would like him to be pressed a little bit on that and be like, well, then... Why is she saying you did? Like, is she lying? I want him to be put on the spot to either say like, yes, she is explicitly lying or I did say that and I regret it. Um, Because when we have asked him about it, he doesn't really like explain further than just like, oh no, I didn't say that, period. And there's like no pushing on it. And also when he was defending his side during the finale, Mm -hmm. we know that things got cut out. Right. So I don't really think that's a fair take on what really happened since they've conveniently taken out some stuff about Victoria that they, I guess, didn't want to air on TV. Yeah. So, I don't know. Keeping in line with this, our, our Victoria and Greg saga, though. So, Victoria did an Ask Me Anything this week, and I am convinced that influencers do ask me anything when they have a brand deal that they want to oh, show. Oh, yeah, for sure. But they mix it in within mm-hmm. other questions. Honestly, yeah. it's a really good marketing tactic, so I'm not knocking it, but it's something I've noticed so many times. So she's like, oh, we haven't done an Ask Me Anything. I'm going to answer some questions. She answers some questions, and then she's like, bye, Nutrafol. Yeah, like, I'm like, what was like, the ad that she threw in there? I don't even freaking know, but it was definitely, you didn't just decide to do an Ask totally, Me Anything. Totally, totally. Something that she did share, though, that caught my eye. Mm-hmm. I'll just read it. Yes, please do. Because I know we both have thoughts. Yeah. Something that caught my eye. She wrote, do you and G, Greg, have any travel plans? If so, where are you going? 
She said, we are doing a bunch of traveling these next couple of months, but the one I'm most excited for is London, Paris <laughs> at the end of this month. Send any recs if you've been. Now I know someone that can send some recs and it's Greg's ex-girlfriend, Justice for Clem. Yeah, you when you first sent this, I have such mixed feelings and I just need to like talk it through. Cause when you first sent yeah. it to me, I was initially like, well, that's maybe not that weird. Like London and Paris are very common places to go to. It's like not weird for people to go there multiple no. times. Um, but Greg was literally like just there within the same year. And didn't he go to exactly those two places, London, and then he went to Paris yes. to be so does to, he have to, a timeshare? Like, why does he keep yeah, going right? to the same places? There's a whole globe, Gregory. Why do you keep going there? Right, and I don't know if it's, it's just because, like, Victoria is like, oh, well, I've never been to those places, and, like, I want to go, so, like, let's go again. And it's like, okay, yeah, let's recreate the exact same trip. But because it's literally the exact same trip, and it's not just like, oh, we're stopping in London, and then we're going to... Ireland and these other things and then flying out of London again because it's literally the exact same trip that he did a few months ago it leads me to believe I'm like is Victoria trying to like reclaim these places from Clem is she because she she can't possibly not know that he went like we know that he went so she must know I don't think she knows no, how she could knows. she not know we know how do we know and she doesn't know maybe she wasn't maybe she wasn't stalking him at that time but we he knows very invested there's actually hold on wait there's actually an episode title if you guys want to know when we covered the Greg going over to London yeah. to see Clem there is an episode titled a while. Oh, so we could find out the date when he went too. So if you want to hear about when we talk about Greg going over to London to visit Clem, it is episode 23. So this is a while ago, March 31st, and it's titled Just Touched Down in London Town. And the first story is Greg going over. I believe it's the first story. Yeah. So if you want to hear about their London vacay, but I, I think I, I think it's odd. Like, okay, for example, my husband went on went to Antigua with his ex girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I will never go to Antigua. Like, I just don't think you should be going. There's a whole globe. Why are you going to the exact same place? But that that's you just almost went? why I think she's trying to go to the exact same places because it's like, oh, you went there just to London, Paris with Clem. You have all these experiences. Like, no, no, no. Now we have to go and we have to like retake ownership and build our own experiences so that when you think of those places, you think of me, not of her. Because if they never go, I, I just don't believe. How could she not know? She knows he was dating her. I think it's weird that. Uh, she's asking for recommendations, though. He ha he had like he was there for two weeks. They he doesn't beer. know all they the places of the whole cities. Like she can ask for Rex. I don't think that's that weird. I just am, I'm trying to figure out the motivation behind it. Sound off in the comments below because I am curious to see if this is not a popular thought because when I first saw this story, I sent it to Jackie and we had polar opposite opinions. I was like, this is fucking weird. I don't like this. And you were like, I don't think it's weird at all. So please DM yeah. me and tell me if you think it's weird. If I started dating a guy and I knew in March he went somewhere outside of the country with his ex, mm -hmm. I would not say in December we should go to that exact same place. It's been less than a year. That's yeah, it weird. is weird that it is so soon after he was just there. That to me is a- Maybe I'm crazy. It's like, okay, say you're going on a cruise to the Bahamas, okay? Uh-huh. And your boyfriend went on that same cruise on that same line last year to the Bahamas with a different girl. He's not going to be like, oh, I just went there with my ex. He'll, he'll be like, oh yeah, that sounds great. So what if she suggested it and he's like, yeah, that sounds great. And she's not putting two and two together that he- Like, are you going to go stay in the same hotel? Are you going to get more tattoos? It was a good hotel, tattoos? maybe. I just don't know how- she could not know. We know. They're going, it's 
France. Are they going to France? Yeah, London and Paris. Do you know your places? That, that's right. Yeah. No, I don't. So oh they're going God. to France. So they already have Chow on their arm. Are they going to get Wee oui, Wee oui on their arm in tattoo? Maybe I think they should. They should just I have a whole arm of place. all the places that they went to, mm-hmm. and then okay. come back to America and get sup. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Moving on. So Erich and Gabby have officially unfollowed each other. They've deleted all of their pics together, which is a telltale sign that there's. Bad blood. I know. Because just left the pictures up. Yeah. Um, and then Erich shared a video, him and Johnny, and they're big on subliminal messages with songs, and they're both standing there, and the song playing is that, I don't want to know if you're playing me, keep it on the low. And then Johnny reshared it. So do Eric and Johnny both think that they were played by their women? Johnny definitely does, but we did. For does, sure. Does Eric feel played by Gabby? I don't know, but like... With who? Vinny from Dancing with the Mm. Stars? I don't really think that that's anything between the two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Although they are egging it on a lot longer than I thought they would. Yeah, I mean, they're milking it. I I do think they're good friends, and they're just, like, kind of having fun. I think it's a funny thing to do. I'm really annoyed, though, that we don't know more about this breakup because Mm -hmm. I just, I really do think they owe us an explanation, even though I know that they don't. Hello? Like, I'm sitting over here, after being invested in your story, I had to watch so many hours of this stupid season of The Double Bachelorette, and I don't get to know why you broke up. Yeah, and now the unfollow and delete, that's like a Nate and Michelle, we don't, we're not on good terms. Yeah, like, we're like, not speaking. You're re- you're removed from my narrative. Yeah. But you know what's crazy then? So Johnny went to People's Choice, where Gabby and Rachel both were. Johnny's besties with Eric, and then he goes and sees Gabby. Why didn't Gabby and Johnny take a picture together? I feel like I need to know more. Wait, what? You know what I mean? Because he... I so did not Johnny follow that. Bestie- okay, sorry. <laughs> Johnny is besties with Eric. Yes. They just okay. took a Instagram story saying, I don't want to know if you're playing me. Keep it on the low. That's mm-hmm. his best friend. He then goes to People's Choice where Gabby was. Oh, right. Eric's ex. And he could, like, yeah, we didn't, Johnny we didn't dated see them together at all. That's what um, I'm saying. It would have been nice to see something there. Give us something, guys. Nick's just, like, holding down the fort. Well, maybe there is some sort of bad blood slash. Clearly, I guess they were at a different table. I don't know why it's, like, Johnny, Nick, and Natalie, and then Gabby and Rachel on some other table, but yeah, I don't know why these people are not interacting. And why is Johnny there? To circle back, why is Johnny there? Why is Johnny there? I, I have no clue why Johnny's not there <laughs> and why they didn't just send some of their like favorite bachelor favorites, like Joe and Serena or something. Like if you needed right. like Bachelor in Paradise representation. Or Brandon and Johnny. Serene, like people who That's are- That's what I said like, originally. No, you, you said yeah. Serena. Oh. Sorry. But no, or when we were talking about the Johnny story originally, I said, why not Brandon and Serena oh, or yeah. Michael and Danielle? I feel like ABC may know what they're doing a little bit because this 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 show is way better than the show. Yeah, what but I'm like, if they called? knew what they were doing, they would have done good stuff like this on the actual show and not had us suffer through. Ashley then, farts. Right. Like, that's why I'm like, don't give They're ABC like, credit I know for- what they want to see. <laughs> Ashley's farts. Yeah, no, so we don't give them see credit fucking- for this because this is way that's better. True in the world yeah you know who i do give credit to nick and i have a poll up on my instagram right now that says hot take like should nick be a bachelor producer i think he's been doing a lot more in creating interesting drama than the show themselves yeah before we get into this final creep i just want to issue a trigger warning this next segment discusses things such as sexual abuse okay so claire went on off the vine with caitlin bristow and she revealed Two things that were very interesting and concerning to me. One, the fact that 
when she was the bachelorette and was then kicked off to not be the bachelorette, they had Tasha waiting in the wings well prior and the timing is sketchy. At that time during COVID, there was a seven, I believe seven day quarantine yeah. that you had to go through. I had to go through it to even start filming. Right. So the day that I left the show, the day that I left filming, the next day, Tasha went in and talked to the guys. So they 1000% had that as a backup. For, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's math right there. Okay. Justice for Claire. I feel like she was just set up to fail this whole time. I feel so bad for her. It's like Tasha is the understudy in the school play. Like you get the lead in the high school play. You're so excited, but you're not sure if you're really going to get the role and you kind of have to wait in the wings. And then they push the original lead out and pull Tasha on stage and she is the lead. Yeah. I think that's crazy. And I do think they set Claire up to fail. But it's crazy. I feel like we kind of already knew this, but it's crazy to get confirmation of her literally saying it. Actually saying it. Yeah. 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 Another thing that she said was pretty jarring was that they would literally force her to kiss people that she didn't want to kiss and didn't feel comfortable kissing, which that's is just insane. like really low for ABC. There was a lot of, like I said, there was a lot of other things that people didn't see, but there was a lot of things that I was pushing back on that I was like, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Even when it comes to kissing somebody. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, I know, you know, this It's like, there's a certain expectation that you have to like progress things past a certain level sometimes. And with me being a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, I won't kiss a man that I don't want to kiss. I don't want somebody to touch me that I don't want them touching me. Yeah. And I know this is the premise of the show, but there's also, I'm human. And there's also, you yes. don't have to do this. Wait, that's like really, that's really disturbing. Yeah, dark and sad. It's one thing to be encouraged to kiss someone you don't want to kiss. It's another thing when she pairs it with saying that she experienced sexual abuse as a child. That takes it to a completely different level. And that's, that's honestly, like that makes me sick to my stomach. Me too. Yeah, it's just, it's really hard horrible to hear her say these things um and the fact that I don't know it's just shocking to me that she is saying not only saying these things but then there's where's the outrage like there's no outrage and ABC's not responding it's just like it's such a crazy thing to passively say in a random interview and no one else is talking about it so which is why I was just like this is crazy and literally I have not seen it be addressed anywhere else so you know what's even worse there was that scene Claire didn't have that many dates on her season obviously but there was some scene where she was in a pool with someone I forget who it was mm -hmm. and he goes to kiss her and she pushes him off and he goes to kiss her again and she pushes him oh, right. off I and it got that. really awkward and I think she cancels their dinner because she felt really uncomfortable mm -hmm. yeah so like hearing her say all this now that yeah it puts a lot of things into perspective yeah Whew. Well, on a dark note, <laughs> I guess we can move on. How, how do we nicely move on now? Is there anything else she said? Did no. she talk about Dale? Honestly, like, no. She talked a lot about... She's in a new relationship. She's engaged to a guy who okay. seems yeah, great. Yes. And she seems really happy. I know we already knew that, but that's the happy note that we can end this on before we move on to the next segment. So 
Moving on. Okay, if you are trying to find the perfect holiday gift for a dog lover in your life, or if you are the dog lover and you wanna treat yourself, look no further than Embark Vet. So Embark allows dog owners to learn more about their dog's health and breed mix with their highest rated dog DNA test on the planet. So if you are a dog lover and you're obsessed with your dog, you need this DNA test. And up top, we just like to thank EmbarkVet.com for supporting She's All Batch. And you can go get your DNA test if you go to EmbarkVet.com. Use code She's All Batch, that will get you free shipping. And you could also save $65 with this promo code. So like, hello, dog lovers, go do that right now. Yes, amazing savings with this code. Guys, Embark is so amazing. It screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across 350 dog breeds, literally the best in the industry. It also has a relative finder feature, which I think is really fun Aww. and cute. You can find, yeah, relatives of your dogs. Can you imagine like going on a play date with your dog's brother? I just think that would be what? so That's fun. That's so cute. Siblings. Yeah, I definitely want to do that with Holly. And so if you guys know me and you follow me on Instagram, um, you know, I have a dog, Holly. I literally love her so much more than anything. And we did the Embark test and we obviously found out she's 100% Cavalier, which is no surprise. But we also found out that she is genetically at risk for developing IVDD, which is something that... I didn't even know about before taking this test, but it's a back and spine issue that can cause pain or impairment of movement. So obviously when we first got that news, that was really upsetting. But now that I'm aware of it, I've brought it up with her vet and we've discussed the warning signs to look for and what kind of lifestyle modifications we can give her to give her the best chance of staying healthy. So now I actually feel way more at peace than I did even prior to taking this test and I feel very prepared. So if we see any of the signs, we'll be able to step in so much more quickly and catch this disease early if Holly does have it. So she has the best chance at a happy and healthy life. Wait, I love that. This truly is like a really cool gift for any dog owner because everyone wants to know all this information about yeah. their pet and it's really hard to find it anywhere else. 72% of pup parents are puzzled when it comes to their dog's breed. It's time to end these guessing games. This holiday season, give the dog lover in your life something they won't expect, the chance to decode their dog. It's the perfect time to shop for an Embark dog DNA test. Right now, Embark has a limited time offer on their breed and health kit and purebred kit for She's All Batch listeners. So go to EmbarkVet.com to get free shipping and save $65 with the promo code She's All Batch. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use promo code She's All Batch to save $65 today. That's E-M-B-A-R-K vet.com. And speaking of holiday gifts, we told you a few weeks ago about how much we love the products at theway.com and that you can get a discount with our code She's All Batch. Well, turns out the discount's even more than what we realize. It's 20% off, not 15% off. So if you go to theway.com, that's the O-U-A-I.com and use code She's All Batch. That'll get you 20% off and you can stock up on their detox shampoo and their leave-in conditioner. They are life-changing and the perfect stocking stuffer. Go check them out. All right, it is time for Bachelor Encounters. You guys know that's when you submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild, and here we go. This first story is about the twins, Justin and Joey. I forgot their names, but that's their names. <laughs> I just know them as the twins. I saw Justin and Joey this weekend from Bachelor in Paradise. I go to Quinnipiac University in Connecticut, which is where they graduated from in 2019. Oh my God, they're so young. Wait, they went to the same college? Oh. Did we know that about them? So, yeah, I remember you said I was able oh, to Oh, because you saw him across campus. campus or whatever. And that was still, like impressive, apparently. I still think they should have branched out to separate places, but I mean, anyway, they, they should continue. have together. 
I added one of them on LinkedIn, LOL, and Justin did connect with me. They were roaming the streets in New Haven, which is where Quinnipiac and Yale students go to party on the weekend. They seemed to be with each other and a mutual friend of mine. No clue why they were together. I made the Uber stop so I can get out and say hi. They were super nice and friendly and definitely willing to take pics. They seemed much taller in person and more handsome, but I could not tell them apart. Shocker. They asked where we were going for the night and had no idea the place we were talking about. We took a ton of pics and I found out they went to our men's basketball game the next day too. They definitely don't seem to have much of a fan base because people weren't falling all over them. I heard a lot of people at another bar making fun of them, but I thought they were nice. Also, I love your show so much and the interviews are so juicy. I look forward to tuning in each week. And then she signed her name Jillian, so I think it's okay to shout out Jillian. Thank you, Jillian, for listening and for this encounter. Um... Don't make fun of them. I mean... Yeah, no. Get a life. If you are making fun of literally anyone, but especially these random twins who have done nothing to hurt anyone in the world, they just are there. Also, I'm sorry. If you're making fun of them, you're jealous because they're, they were yeah. on TV and you weren't. Seriously. They got to go on a date with, like, Shanae and Flo, and you didn't. Exactly. So, sounds like a you problem. Speaking of making fun of people, this next one's about Nick Vial. Oh, okay. So... That's fine, guys. And I would like to point out, this Nick Vial bit is in such good fun. Like, I really do respect him so much. And people think there's some, like, beef. Beef. So not real beef. This is all joking. But, and, like, I don't think we would do it if we didn't think that, like, Nick could laugh at himself, too. Oh, totally. I think we should put it out there, though, that there's, like, kind of beef. So he asks us to come on his podcast to, like, unhash it. Oh, my God. Like, I want Nick Vial to hear the rumor that we have beef with him, even though everyone who secretly listens knows that's not really true. Oh but God. I want him to be like, wait, what's wrong with these girls? And no, then you have know that gives me anxiety. I don't want to have enemies. We don't have enemies. He's just, that's just how we're going to get on the podcast. And then he'll meet us. We'll become best friends. It's we're going to bring, like, a fruit basket to be like, yeah. make amends. Maybe bring exactly. grilled cheese. He'll send it back, but whatever. Because <laughs> there's not enough truffle oil. Yeah, but it's a thought that counts. Okay, next one. I was tailgating for an Auburn University football game in November. Another college one. As I was talking to a group of friends at their tailgate tent, I glanced up and locked eyes with none other than Nick Vial. It was so unexpected and I was so shocked that I couldn't stop looking. And we maintained eye contact for what felt like an abnormal amount of time. More than just a glance. At that moment, I was trying to process whether it was actually him and get over the shock of possibly seeing him, quote, in the wild. I'm guessing he probably sensed I recognized him and wondered what I was going to do. I convinced myself it couldn't possibly be him. I did not know at the time his girlfriend is from Auburn. I did not know that. Natalie went to Auburn? Uh, she's from Georgia. So yeah, that would make sense. Is she still a student? Because she's like four. Um, clearly not, because she lives in LA, but, yeah. I tried to play cool. She could do online schooling, Jackie. True. I tried to play it cool and go back to talking to my friends, like we didn't just have this weird eye contact moment, and I kept trying to casually glance over to him to get a better look at him. He was with his girlfriend, who I didn't recognize because I wasn't very familiar with her, and they looked out of place. He was wearing a blue pea coat, and she, even though she's from Auburn, didn't have a single item of Auburn merch on, or even the school colors. <laughs> they got some pictures taken by a woman that they seemed to be with, and hung around for a little while before walking right by us and away. Like I said, I had convinced myself that it wasn't him, but just some guy who looked a lot like him. Later, I was creeping on Instagram after all this Victoria Johnny Gregg stuff, and ended up on Nick's girlfriend's account. My eyes landed on the photo she posted from November 19th of her and Nick in Auburn wearing the clothes I'd seen them in. The photo was obviously from game day because of their surroundings and it was also the date. 
all the blood left my face and I immediately texted my friends freaking out. I had not only seen Nick Vial in the wild, but made prolonged eye contact with him. When I told my husband he was excited for me, even though he had no idea who Nick Vial is, bless him. I feel ridiculous even sending this story in, but I just need to accept what I have become, a fangirl of Bachelor Nation. <laughs> I think accepting it is the first step, so yeah. I'm proud of you for really taking ownership of that. That was an amazing encounter. Don't feel ashamed of that. I mean, we literally had an mm-hmm. encounter of someone that just smelled Tyler in the elevator once. Right, so like, right. <laughs> no, this is a good one. Um, especially because, like, they're going to go to the tailgate and not wear any school pride or colors. Even if they didn't go to the college, like, put on, like, something. Find, like, a little orange ribbon or whatever. They're, like, too cool for it. They're, like, we're well, from out yeah. of town. Natalie's an influencer, so she was probably wearing Re- Revolve and then, like, tagged all her clothes for the day. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, we yeah. should go back. It was November 19th. We can find the, the photo she's referring to. So yeah. if you guys are interested, go check it out. That's what they were wearing. It's probably a blue pea coat. I haven't verified this yet. Let's check it out. We're going to verify. Not like we don't believe you, but I just want to see. Oh, yep, right here. It's literally the third thing on her... Feed. Auburn University, very necessary next step, war dam. I don't know what war dam means, but it's probably some sort of thing for Auburn. Um, did she toilet paper the entire um, university? Because that's something you kind of left out in this encounter. They're literally <laughs> kissing on campus and the entire campus is covered in toilet paper. Minor detail. Yeah, but they definitely had help if they were participating in that. That's Nick a lot comments, of toilet paper. Nick comments on this photo and says, so this is where all the toilet paper went. Does that mean like they needed toilet paper that night and they didn't have it? Because he clearly is looking for where the toilet paper was with that comment. Hope everything's okay, Nick. Yeah, I'm sure they figured it out. I'm sure Natalie was like, don't worry, babe. I'll just like run down to CVS real quick and get some more. And then she did. So. Oh, okay. I think it was fine. Okay, good. Good. I actually kind of like her outfit, not going to lie. Oh, it's cute. And she has, like, the little flannel that has, like, burnt orange in it, which I know Auburn colors are blue and orange, so she's, like, kind of on theme. I like it. Okay, those are all the Bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you have a story you want to submit, go ahead and DM me at She's All Batch. Also, stay tuned on She's All Batch Patreon because we have an entire Bachelor encounter episode. So if you've submitted a Bachelor encounter and it has not been read on this show, it may have been saved for the Patreon Bachelor Encounter extravaganza. So check that out. I'll let you guys know when that drops. Yes. Now that we are fully in holiday season, I feel like I have a party or a festive gathering probably every single weekend now till the end of the year, which is really fun and I love sparkly dress season. But this year I'm also loving it just a little bit more because I've been wearing Honey Love shapewear under all of my outfits. And normally I have a hard time with this because normal shapewear can make you feel like you're suffocating, which is honestly the last thing you need after a heavy holiday meal. But Honey Love is the most comfortable shapewear I've ever tried. I don't even notice that I'm wearing it when I'm wearing it. So sparkly dresses come at me for real and we actually I just got a DM on the she's all badge Instagram account from someone that tried honey love after hearing it on the podcast she said I used your discount code for honey love shapewear and I'm so happy and thankful there are a few pieces of clothing that I have recently bought but was not completely comfortable wearing but now that I try them on with the shapewear I cannot wait to go out I was literally singing body by Meg the stallion trying on my clothes haha thank you so a happy customer there. You can use code She's All Batch and get 20% off all of what Honey Love has to offer. Honey Love also has comfortable bras, tanks, leggings, which is perfect 
attire for the other more comfortable way to celebrate the holidays, being at home with your family, watching holiday movies, having a cozy night in, maybe even watching The Bachelor, who knows. I actually have their crossover bra, which is their most popular bra, and I've been finding myself continuing to keep it on all day into the evening, even when it's time to relax at home, because there's no underwire that like pokes at me, and it has a lift still, even without the underwire. Honey Love is the number one gift that you guys should gift to yourselves this holiday season, whether it's for a wedding, holiday event, or an everyday boost of confidence. Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Ooh, treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com with the code she's all batch use code she's all batch at honeylove.com and feel and look as sexy as possible this holiday season with honey love shapewear calling all my honeys you deserve this this episode is sponsored by LifeMD. So LifeMD is really cool. They give you a better and more affordable way to speak to doctors. I actually just had a doctor's appointment and I had to go into the office just for a renewal of a medication. I was so frustrated because I was like, now I need to find someone to watch my son. I need to find time to go during the day. I ha it's just so frustrating waiting in the waiting room, waiting in my car for a prescription that I already have been taking and the doctor doesn't do anything when I'm in there. Like it's not like yeah. they, there's any reason for me to go in. So when I heard about LifeMD, I was really intrigued because you can video chat with board certified physicians and get prescriptions that you need in as little as 15 minutes. You could visit lifemd.com slash batch, B-A-C-H today and see why LifeMD is the most trusted leader in virtual healthcare and do not waste your time going into these offices, guys. It's like, who has time for that? Seriously, who has time for that is right. I feel like everyone has like one little thing that they've been putting off getting checked out because the process of finding a doctor can be so freaking annoying and overwhelming. I know when I am trying to find a new doctor, all the steps I have to go through, I have to search through my company's insurance database, call a list of places that they provide for me. And then on the off chance that I can get through to someone, it's literally weeks before they can see me. So LifeMD totally simplifies this process. You can talk to an incredible five-star certified physician in literally just five minutes and get the expertise that you need. Yeah, and it's funny because I asked my doctor that I went to the other day for a telehealth appointment because I didn't want to mm -hmm. leave the house. Right. And they're like, um, no, you have to come in because you haven't been here in six months. And I'm like, what does that fucking matter? Like, I know, especially when you've been taking the same medication. I've been taking the same medication literally for years. And every single year I have to go physically in there just for them to say, okay, here you go. It's Yeah, so and annoying. they don't do any, like they're, they're not right. actually checking anything. So it's, no, I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm all on board with LifeMD. They help so many different needs ranging from annual checkups to lab tests to chronic conditions like diabetes and weight loss and so much more. Yes, so if you guys are interested, visit lifemd.com slash batch right now, or you can download their app and see why LifeMD is America's trusted telehealth leader. That is lifemd.com slash batch, B-A-C-H, to experience healthcare the way it should be. Okay, guys, we have Ben Zorn here. You know him from Caitlin's season of The Bachelorette, and he was also on Bachelor in Paradise. Ben, thank you for coming on She's All Batch. Of course. Thanks for having me. So you were on the Caitlin Britt season, actually, the first two-time Bachelorette season. Not everyone remembers that because Britt was only in, I think it was two episodes, technically. Exactly, yeah. The first year, it was pretty much the night one, even though night one was technically spread out over two nights. <laughs> right. Which, which was good. It was a, it was juicy enough to spread out over two nights. Yeah. I'm going to try to remember this off the top of my head. Did you vote for Brit? 
I voted for Caitlin. Ah, usually I'm right about everything. Okay. So you, this season for people that don't remember, they actually had to vote to keep the bachelorette and Caitlin obviously won and she got to go on for the rest of the season and Britt had to go home. Did you go into that season liking Caitlin more than Britt? Did you watch them on Chris Souls' season and kind of have like an idea? So it's funny. Honestly, I didn't really watch the show that much. And then um, I had my friends sign me up for the show and not tell me. And after they told me they signed me up, I think they signed me up on Monday. And the following Monday, I got a call asking me if I wanted to do the show. And I think this was pretty late in Chris's season. And so I want to say I only saw like three episodes of Chris's season before I actually went on the show. So I started watching once I realized that I was possibly going to be on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked them both at the time from what I saw on TV, but it was one of those things where there's nobody that stood out to me where I was like, oh, I'm going to go on the show for this person. Right. Um, So I just went on with an open mind kind of thing. And uh, when we had both of them there, um, I think talking to both of them the first night was great. Um, I think uh, I think Britt was easier to talk to. I think I liked her better initially. I just felt like our conversations were very surface level. And I felt like Caitlin's, I felt like there was more to her. So that was part of the reason why I voted for her. Okay. So when you're saying though, your friend submitted you and a week later, they asked you to be on the show. They didn't just call you and say like, Hey, do you want to come and audition? Cause usually no. that's how it would happen. So they literally called you and offered you the role based on your friends submitting you. So, so yeah, my friends, my, my, my friend and his, and his wife sub- submitted me on, I, I don't know exactly what it was. It was like probably maybe middle of January, something like that. And then, um, and I got a call on mo- the following Monday and they asked, you know, Hey, is this something, are you single? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, are you, are you, is this something you'd be interested in? And I was like, I have no idea. Sure. Is what I said. And they were like, okay, we're going to send you a, you know, application, fill it out and send us, send us, I think 10 pictures. And then, and then we'll get back to you. And I was like, okay, perfect. I sent them like five pictures. I filled out like half the application. Cause I was like, there's no way I'm going to get picked. Like, this mm-hmm. is a joke. My friends put me through whatever. And, um, and then they, they sent back, they sent it all back to me and they were like, it looks great. We love it. We want to move you to the next stage. And I was like, oh my God. And then they they wanted me to do a video and like a kind of like a day on the day in the life kind of thing. And because I was busy at the time, I was a personal trainer and I was, I was doing all this stuff. Um, I kind of ran out of time on the, on the video. So I actually ended up doing my video sitting. It was like 10 o'clock at night. I sat in a chair and had my friend ask me a couple questions of like, describe your perfect date, describe mm-hmm. your perfect girl, this and that. And I answered them genuinely, but I was like, I mean, all these people, you know, they, they, they get like a production crew and they'll set up like this, you know, I'm surfing or I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And mine was like the most basic video you could possibly make. And I sent it in and they loved it. (laughs) That's how you know you're a catch when you can't do the bare minimum and they still want you. I did the bare minimum, partially because I was busy, but also partially because I thought there was no way they were picking me. But what they told me after what they loved was that it was, it was real and it was genuine. It wasn't somebody that was trying to get on the show. And I was like, well, that's a good point. Yeah. You were never exposed for being there for the wrong reasons. You always seemed to be very pure hearted on the show. So that probably stood out to them. Who did you see as a front runner that season? Did you ever think that you could potentially 
the the um, one at the end. I didn't know. It's it's funny on that show. Your, your your relationships are so individual. Like yeah, you see some of them here and there, but um, at the same time, like when you go on your individual meetings or dates, like you feel like you have a good connection and you feel like your relationship is is the one that matters or is the one that's going well. Um, I think all of us knew from the very beginning that Sean was going to be one of the front runners because I think he got the first impression rose yeah. and then all of their dates were all like a little bit longer than everybody else's. So you could tell that there was something. Okay. Um, I, I loved my time with Caitlin. I, I, I think she's such an awesome person. I got to have a one-on-one with her and that was great. Um, I never got to the point where I can say that I, I loved her or anything like that. Mm. Um, but I definitely developed feelings. I mean, you start to, when you're in that situation, you definitely start to develop feelings for someone because that's the only person that's there and that's mm. the only thing you're focusing on. And so you can really give it your all. Mm-hmm. And you were there on the show still when Nick shows up, right? I was, I was. Were people really as mad as it came off on the show or were you like egged on to, to be mad? I think it's a little bit of both. I think it was more frustrating that somebody can just jump in halfway through. I didn't even think it mattered as much that it was Nick. I think it mattered more that like we'd already put in, you know, a couple of weeks worth of work. Mm-hmm. And then we've got this guy that comes in and then, you know, just jumps in halfway and is just on the same boat as us. It's like yeah. we had some of my some of our friends that got sent home, you know, a week or two ago that maybe would still be here if they could. And so mm-hmm. I think more so than anything, it was that. Um I think there was a little bit of of frustration from that standpoint, but then of course the producers do a great job of, you know, asking the right questions to get you more fired up. (laughs) What would be an example of a question getting you fired up? Um, Do you think it's fair that Nick is coming in halfway through when you just had buddies that were let go and you're like, (laughs) well, yeah, kind (laughs) of. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that's unfair. Isn't Nick a douche? Yeah. Exactly. And they, they would say things like, wasn't, wasn't Nick the villain on one of the other seasons? And you'd be like, I, I didn't even watch it. <laughs> exactly. So That's yeah, funny. It uh, it, they definitely help you. Well, now it's become a staple because I don't know if you keep up with the show still, but uh, Blake Moynes shows up midway through Katie Thurston season and then he wins the whole season. Yeah. So it's now become something that they do. I, yeah. I particularly like it because I think it causes the drama and it's interesting, but I understand why maybe the contestants aren't a huge fan of it. Exactly. So Ben Higgins came, became the bachelor from your season. It's crazy to think that you were on the season with him. Yeah. You were definitely a name that people threw around though. Were you asked to be the bachelor? So I was, um, I was asked, so it was during the summer and we were all kind of figuring out what was going to happen. And, um, I remember, I remember a producer calling me and asking me if I was interested. And I told him, I didn't know I was going to wait a couple of weeks and see what happened kind of thing. I wasn't sure how I was going to be perceived on the show. Um, at the time I, especially when everything was airing, it was very nerve wracking. Um, I mean, I don't know if anybody else who, who hasn't been famous has, can experience the level of craziness that goes with, you know, basically an overnight celebrity kind of thing where you go from zero to a hundred. I think a lot of it depends on where you live because in San Jose, we don't have a lot of celebrities here. Like mm-hmm. it's Silicon Valley, a lot of tech people, things like that, but we don't have a lot of celebrities. And so for me personally, I mean, every time I went out grocery store, you know, walking down the street, getting gas, like people were calling out of their cars, people were going crazy. And it was, and it was absolutely nuts. And I almost didn't want to even leave the house. 
Um, and so I did get, I did have one of the producers reach out to me and see if, uh, if I was interested. And I, I was initially, and then, um, my brother and I, was it, no, it was a different trip. Actually, I ended up going to see out, I, I ended up going out to Denver for something and I ran into Ben and, um, a couple other people at a bar. And I remember asking him because I knew me and him were pretty much the front runners for the next batch. And I asked him, I was like, on a scale of one to 10, you know, would you do the show? And he was like 10, like 12, like I would hundred percent do it. And I was, I honestly, I was on the fence. Like at that point, like I know people went on to become the bachelor and from a business standpoint, it would help a lot and things like that. But for me more so than anything, like I was 20, we were both 26 at the time. And I can honestly say at 26, I was not ready to be engaged or to be married or anything like that. And so I, I mean, maybe I was naive, but I took it seriously, you know, and I was like, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of on the fence about it. And I asked when I asked Ben that he was if he was in if he was going to do it or if he wanted to do it, he was like 10 out of 10, I would do it. And I'm like, OK, here's my buddy from the show. Like we, we became friends. I'm like, why would I take something from him where I'm on the fence about it? And he 100% wants it. Why would I do that? So I told him, I was like, well, listen, like, go for it. You know, get as much money as you can between the, I, I heard that it was between the two of us. So if it's just down to one, like, go do your thing. Damn. Um, and the next day I told producers that I was out. But um, wow. um, I think that's something that I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to take anything away from Ben because he, I think regardless of whether I said yes or no, he very well could have still been Yeah. There. And he was one of the best batches that we had, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and I love Ben to death. So, yeah. Well, I mean, once again, though, right reasons, King, like to be, <laughs> to bow out gracefully to let someone else get the role. Like that's just like really speaks to your character. So that's awesome. And Ben is actually a friend of the show. We're good friends with him. We love oh, Ben awesome. as well. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch Ben's season though and feel like, wow, I kind of, Jojo, there's some great girls on this season. It would have been nice yeah. to date these people. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's definitely hard. I, I always tell myself, and I, I tell my, I tell my wife this sometimes as well. But I always do the best decision that I can with the information that I have at the time. And if I do that, I don't have any regrets. And so, mm -hmm. as much as much fun as it was to watch Ben go through that, and and he had some awesome girls, like you were saying, JoJo and and all the other girls that were on there. Um, but I think for me, it was I was just kind of at peace with it, where I I said no, and I was like, I'm not gonna go back and try and like you know, second guess my decision or anything like that. Um, I think it would have been fun more than anything, but at mm -hmm. the same time, I knew, I knew at that time, um, I wasn't ready. Yeah. So, and obviously you're happily married. Now you have a child happily married. Now I got a little baby boy. He's awesome. So, What's his name? His name's Logan. Logan. Cute. Oh my gosh. I want to hear about your family life in a little bit, but, um, yeah. So obviously you made the right decision. Clearly yeah. every, everything works out for the best. Ben actually was just on our podcast for the second time a couple of weeks ago. And he was, he told us how he was asked to come back as a two-time bachelor. Oh, really? For Ari's season. And then he turned it down. Same thing though. He's like, I watched Ari's season and it definitely is like awkward being like, oh, wow, I could have dated that girl, but yeah. he's happily married now as well. So like everything does work out for the best and going with your gut typically pays off. So I'm okay. glad you got your happy ending. Um, you then went to paradise though. Mm -hmm. Now I actually brought you up on the podcast last week or two weeks ago, because do you watch paradise right now? I don't, I'm not watching paradise right now. Okay. Have you heard anything? Because there was a guy, he actually just got let go 
And his storyline is a, a very much centered around his dog. And I said, it reminded me of you <laughs> with Zeus. I don't know if Zeus is, yeah. is still kicking, but oh, he's, um, kicking. He's, uh, he's right over my he's shoulder. He's here, Zeus. Oh my God, celebrity <laughs> sighting. There he is. Hi, Zeus. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. So I don't know if people like put two and two together, but I'm like, they've done this storyline before. I am convinced that you were edited to appear like you were always talking about your dog. Was your dog a pushed upon storyline or were you really talking about Zeus that much? So I, to be honest, I don't know. I don't know if I was talking about him that much. It might be one of those things where people ask, you know, like, what's new with you? And I was like, oh, I just, I just got a puppy. Like, of course that's like, if, if, even if I wasn't on TV, if somebody asked me what's yeah. new, like, I just got a puppy. Um, so I don't know if I, I don't remember talking about them that much. I remember when I got off the show and we did some, some post-show interviews that they were really pushing hard on the dog thing. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't think I talked about them that much. Like, yeah. I don't remember, like, I didn't think anything of it. And, um, and so that was a little bit, I kind of had an idea of where they were going to push it because I, I, I've told people this, like they're either going to, you're either going to be a villain or you're going to be made fun of. That's going to be, it's going to be one or the other. There's no, and in paradise, if you, if you're, especially if you're not in a relationship, you fall into one of two boats, you're either mm -hmm. going to be a villain or you're going to be funny. And so I think they were like, well, he's not leaving with anybody. So we're going to put him in the funny bucket because we can't make him a villain. Yeah. Um, so there's worse ways that I could, that I could have been portrayed, but um but yeah, I don't think they, they didn't, they didn't push it on me at the time. Um, the only times that I can remember talking about him was to Raven. And I think the only reason was because she had just gotten a dog as well. But of yeah. course they take a 30 second convo and mm -hmm. they, or they take a 30 second clip out of your 15 minute combo and they make it, you know, that that's all I talk about. And it's right. like, and right. if Raven got a dog, though, they don't show that. I oh, actually don't know not. if they did. And then it's yeah, you saying, well, I have a dog. And she's, it exactly. cuts to her and she's like, okay, cool. Exactly. And like, yeah. Like, right, like we had, we had great conversations on the show and never was it like, oh God, he's talking about his dog again. Yeah. Never. Yeah. So I'm convinced that, so there's a guy that was just on the show. He had a dog and like, all he does is talk about the dog. And I'm like, no, this is Ben Zorn. They're doing it to him. And yeah. Funny enough, though, he was a villain and made fun of. So he falls oh, into both well, there buckets. Go. There you go. Um, <clears throat> I know that when you left, though, in your exit interview, you said, like, I'm going home to Zeus. <laughs> was that a lot like there? Are they saying like, well, at least, Ben, you get to go home to your dog. Like they're they're softballing you these lines, sure. right? For sure. And again, I knew at the time, like the reason why I left was because I had, I had been on the, on the show for several weeks already. I knew who was on the show. I knew who was making connections already. And I had went talk to the producers and I asked who, I asked them who was coming in. And cause I knew there was one more round of girls that was coming in. I think it would have been like two or three girls. And um, I asked them who was coming in and I wasn't interested in any of the people that were coming in. And so once they heard that, they were like, oh, we're going to make a dramatic exit. Like, you're going to say it on the rose ceremony. You're going to leave. And I was like, sure. Like, whatever you guys want to do, I'm fine with. But like, I don't need to be here anymore. Like, if you guys, I can stay here an extra two days. I'm totally fine with that. Or I can leave early. And they're like, well, would you be okay leaving early? And I'm like, sure, I'll leave early. Wait, this is fascinating. So they told you, like, this was a planned upon thing between you and production, how you were going to leave the show. And yeah. they told you who was coming. Those are two things that like only favored people would get. Wouldn't yeah, a producer so, be like, no, you don't get to know. Yeah. So I think it was, a, I think it was a Sunday and we had a, we had a rose ceremony on a Sunday. 
And then I think that's when I had asked the producers and told them like, listen, like I'm probably like, I'm like, tell me who's coming in because I'm not really interested in anybody else that's here or everybody's already in relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think they were like, yeah, we're going to bring, we're going to bring these two girls in on Monday or Tuesday. And then if nobody's linked up by Wednesday, that's the end of the season anyway. And so I was like, well, do I hang out here for another two days or do Mm -hmm. I quote leave on my own terms? Mm-hmm. And, um, and they were like, well, you know, you can, you can leave tonight and it'd be, I think it'd be great. And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> but they wanted you to do it. Cause it was more dramatic to do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, cause I, I would have been totally fine if they, if, if they were like, well, do you want to hang out to the end? I was like, sure. Like, I don't mind. Like I was okay leaving with nobody. Okay. Um, so I think it was in their best interest and it made, made the show better by leaving early. Do you remember who didn't get the rose because you left on your own? <laughs> I can't remember. Was I, I don't even remember if I was giving out roses. Was I, I, one of the I actually don't, I don't know offhand either. I thought you were. And you're like, I can't give out this rose. I'm not sure though. But I do remember when you left your exit speech was like, I'm going to Zeus. And I like, know. well, yeah, they, you know, they asked you like 15 questions of why you want to leave and things like that. And I think one of the things that I said was, you know, I've got, and they, this was a little bit pitched to me like a softball. They're like, there's nothing else for me here. I'm just going to go home with my dog or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, you know what? I'll lean into it. Why not? It's funny. I'll lean yeah. in and say it. And I didn't realize that that was the only quote they were going to use. Yeah. It's funny. We talked to Jared Haben and oh. there was something about a dog in his exit interview once where like a producer's dog died. And Mm -hmm. she was talking to him about it in the car ride home and like not even about his experience, just like telling him about her experience, her dog or whatever. And he's like, well, at least she's not in pain anymore. And they took that and (laughs) and dubbed it over to make it look like he was talking about (laughs) Ashley. I, and then it cuts to her crying. And he's like, I was literally talking about a dying dog, not Ashley. I, so I always say like the people that should win, win all the awards is win all the awards is the editing team. They are yeah. fantastic. And the they really are. The editing team cut together. Like they do such a good job. They can make it look like whatever they want. Oh yeah. They can, um, they could save the world with the, yeah. with what they do. They're oh, yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. So besides that, were you ever given a line or told something by producers? I mean, you kind of gave a few examples there, but do you ever feel like producers purposely try to push contestants to either get emotional or react in the moment? And is there an example that you can think of, even even if it's not you or maybe something that you've seen? I mean, they'll definitely try and push the situation more so than what you might react. So I am very even keel. I don't get too high on the high, too low on the low. So I think for me, it was going to be a challenge for them no matter what. But the people that do react or that are emotional, um, you can definitely push them towards saying certain things or doing certain things. And, you know, little things like, uh, you know, don't you feel like Sean's had enough time with her? He saw her yesterday. And you're like, yeah, I think he has had enough time. And then you're, well, you should go do something about it. And you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, but- I was never like that. So I didn't really ever get pushed into doing anything that I didn't want to. Um, the producers, I mean, they're, they're, they're there to produce a show as much as it is to have the relationships work. They're also there to produce a show. And so, um, you know, it's, I don't, I don't look at them any different because of it, but, um, but they're, they're trying to produce a show. Um, I'm trying to think the only, like there was little things where something would happen and they would be like, doesn't this feel like this? So as an example, I think it was night 
I think it was like the second week that we were there. And at this time, everything that was going on was with JJ and um, Clint. Paradise. Or wait, oh. This was in, in the original show. Okay. Yeah. Um, it JJ was, was on both. So you threw me for a second. Yeah, okay. True. Caitlin season. Um, so with JJ and Clint, like they were having this, they were making it out to be like a really kind of like a bromance relationship between the two of them. And I remember it was me and uh, Chris, the dentist. And um, they were like, you know, doesn't this feel like the broke back bachelor or something like that? And I was, I looked at him, I'm like, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that on TV. I mean, at the time, like it probably would, wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been a big deal at all. But in my mind, I was like, I'm not going to say that line. Like, I know you're trying to feed it to me and it's probably going to be funny. It's probably going to be nothing, but like, yeah, I wasn't going to do that. Mm-hmm. I was so nervous that on the first season though, because I was so nervous about um, being looked at as a villain. I was like, they're going to do something. They're going to make me look terrible, even though like they will, they will lead a horse to water, but they can't make it drink. Like Mm -hmm. they can set you up to do whatever they want, but it's up to you to make that final push. So Mm -hmm. anybody that's an asshole on the show is, it's not necessarily that they're an asshole in person or, or in real life, but they were an asshole in that moment. And they Mm -hmm. better own it because even though they looked at, even though that one situation kind of maybe dictated their rest of their season, like, it really happened and it was their fault for doing it. Right. Well, the Brokeback Mountain thing, they did, they either got, they got someone to do it or oh, yeah, they, they made their, else to say it. Yeah, they they made their own else. commercial though. There was a commercial about it. <laughs> yeah. But with the truth was that um, they were just close friends. Yeah. They were just close friends. I mean, they became close friends. I mean, it was definitely an awkwardly close relationship, but not for a second. I think they were, they were definitely playing it up for the TV screen for sure. Okay. Yeah, um, I know both. I know both JJ and Clint, and um, JJ is happily married to a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just crazy that that they can like kind of take storylines like that and do whatever they want with it. Yeah, they can. It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. So you, it's been a several years since you were on Paradise. What happened after you left? Went home to Zeus. How did you then go about meeting your wife? And now you are a father. When did yeah. that all take place? So I actually met my wife before my season even aired oh wow Uh, I met her like maybe a month or two before my season aired and at that time um she actually reached out to me for personal training and um at the time I was I I had met her at the time and I thought I was like listen I my life is about to go from zero to a hundred and I could potentially see something here so I'm not going to train you because I don't mix those two Um, but I told her, I was like, listen, my life's about to go from zero to hundred. I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't even know what state I'm going to be in next week, that kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm in no position to be in a relationship. And she respected that. And so we, we went our separate ways and like, we both dated other people in the next couple of years. Um, and then when I got back from paradise, I, I had like a, a moment where I sat down I was, I was actually thinking about like, what is it that I actually want? What am I actually looking for in somebody? and someone. And everything just came back to her, the person that had been there the whole time. And so it was kind of one of those, you know, what am I doing? Why do I, why do I keep searching for something that I already have? And, um, and the rest is history, as they say. It's like a perfect love story. I love it. Did she watch Caitlin's season? I do. I think she didn't. I don't know. I, I know we watched Paradise together, but I don't. I think she watched some of uh, some of Caitlyn's season, but we didn't watch it together. Wait, she watched. 
your season of paradise with you? Yeah, because so we got together a month after paradise. So oh, I, wow. I, I got off paradise and then I had a couple of weeks and I kind of figured out what I wanted and I reached out to her. And, and then, so we, we, because we had already had, we had, we had been friends over the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it wasn't hard to pretty, to pick up. And so we started dating, I think a month or month and a half after I got off paradise. And so we ended up watching paradise together, which was Is that weird. I mean, you yeah. didn't like did you really date anyone there? I didn't, Not really. I didn't, I didn't do anything. So it wasn't, it wasn't bad, but mm-hmm. it still would be weird if the roles were reversed, I'm sure. Totally. Oh my gosh. And then you welcomed a little boy, Logan. How old is he? Yeah, he's uh he just turned 21 months. So he's almost he's almost two. Um, he's the best kid. We we are so freaking lucky. Um, mm-hmm. I hear horror stories from my friends and stuff, and he's the best kid. Oh, I'm so happy for you. That's yeah. so awesome. And are you still doing personal training? No. Um, right before the pandemic started, timing couldn't have been more perfect, but I actually ended up uh, switching careers and I got into medical sales. Oh, wow. So I was doing personal training, but um, the area that I live is ridiculously expensive. And so um, for me, I was like, I needed, I needed, I need to figure out something where I can support my family and do more. And yeah. Um, I got into orthopedic medical sales. So I do, I do total hips and total knees. So I used to work on the body from the outside in, and now I do it from the inside out. There you go. And you probably have a lot of inside knowledge too, from your background. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, So how can fans, I, we always direct fans to keep up with you. Is there any Instagram or social you want to plug? Yeah, they can follow me on at Ben Zorn Life on Instagram. That's the one I use more so than anything. Um, you're going to see a lot of pictures and videos of me and Zeus and also Logan. Zeus. Uh, all the fam. So if you want to keep up with me, that's probably the best way to do it. Perfect. Well, thank you, Ben, so much for chatting with me today. I really enjoyed hearing about your experience. And I'll be in touch when this interview goes live, um, probably in a couple of weeks. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for having awesome. me. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. And that is our show. Be sure to rate us five stars wherever you listen. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a nice review. There were some people in our Facebook group that if you don't listen in Apple Podcasts, I don't think there's a place to leave a review. So just if you don't listen on Apple, find someone that does and rate us on that phone. Okay? Yeah, because most other people listen on Spotify. And on Spotify, you can't write a review. You can just... Yeah, or the Google Podcast. There was a few other options of people that were saying that they couldn't leave reviews, and that's just not okay. Yeah, but Apple Podcast is the main one, so just go over there real quick, even if you don't want to listen on there for whatever reason. Um, and a lot of people this week have been um, tagging us in photos because they got their merch. Yes. So if you got your merch, put it on and strut down that runway and take a photo and tag us because we would love to see it. I'm sure you look beautiful. Yeah. Everyone that I've seen so far, I've gotten a few pictures sent to me and I'm like, oh God, it's so cool. You guys all look so adorable in this merch. I'm so happy that you're liking it. There will be another drop in the future. We'll keep you guys posted if you didn't get something from this first drop. But thank you to the people that did purchase in the original drop. Yes. Last week we said we were going to be giving away a free month of She's All Batch Patreon and that was given away to Katie. So congrats Katie. She's already signed on and I see her in our Patreon liking all of our episodes in there. So hope you are enjoying Katie. Congrats on winning the free month of Patreon. And you guys, I get really generous around the holidays so you never know. There may be more giveaways to come. The key is to never fast forward and always listen to the end because I'm going to hide these giveaways like I'm not just going to make them easy 
you have to work for it. Yeah, for sure. The diehards get them. The diehards Because they're listening to literally every single second of this podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... What else? I guess follow us. Follow Stephanie at, at She's All Batch. Follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. And we have our, we dropped our first December episode of the She's All Batch Patreon and it was ranking the dating profiles. People seem mm-hmm. to really be enjoying this. Want to tell them a little bit what it's about real quick? Yeah, it's so fun. So we found a bunch of old dating profiles from Bachelor contestants and we go through them, dissect them, say if we would swipe right and swipe left. So if you guys are curious of like what these people are like putting out into the world when they're trying to get dates and stuff because some of them are are, why we think peter weber's catfishing i rewatched yeah 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 and we were like wait a second he definitely i mean you're supposed to present yourself as super hot but exactly he may go a little overboard i think yeah so if you're curious about that it's a video episode so you guys can see all the pictures and stuff that we're talking about as we're talking about it and yes some profiles are really great and we were swiping right some are a little cringe and we're swiping left so if you want to see what people are putting together go check that out yes and that's patreon.com slash she's all batch but also i'll put the link in the episode description for you guys the links for our sponsors will also be in the episode description as always so we have honeylove.com the greatest shapewear you'll ever find use code she's all batch and that'll get you 20% off definitely stock up before the holiday season look fab in whatever holiday attire you want to wear yes and if you know someone who loves dogs or if you love your dog you can go check out embarkvet.com and get the best dna test and health screening test for your dog so that's using code she's all batch you get 65 dollars off so it goes from 199 to 134 so that's like a lot of savings 65 dollars is pretty significant so definitely go check them out your dog anyone you know that. who has a dog would be thankful yeah exactly it's a really good gift especially with the holidays coming up and if you have an ailment that you want checked out you don't want to make a doctor's appointment or if you really need a refill on your prescription that you've been taking for 25 years and have had no problems with (laughs) go to lifemd.com slash batch and you will be able to talk to a certified physician in literally five minutes get the help that you need without having to go to the doctor and deal with all of that nonsense so really lifemd making our lives easy love to see it okay well i think that is it right i think that's it okay goodbye bitches